Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Howdy, and welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Mac Daddy Pete Robertson. You know, I, I, we couldn't, we, this is like what the third or fourth time that we tried to start this show because you're wearing a cowboy hat. If you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing out. I'm telling you. And you're you're starting the show with Howdy is just hilarious. You didn't like that? Yeah, that's true. If they're just listening, they're gonna. Why is he saying Howdy and and why does why is he playing a banjo and why does he have chewing tobacco? Is that is that right? Chewing tobacco. Yeah. Chew tobacco. A Chewbacca. You know. Chewbacca. Have you ever tried that stuff before? No. I when one time I was um after high school and when I got into college I was you know playing ball. But you were a baseball and, player. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody during that time were all chewing tobacco. Yeah. Right. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that stuff. But because remember you're in, you're in college. So now you have independence, you're older, you know, and you they would allow it. So I went, okay, I'll do it. So I put that stuff in there and, and I got on the mound and I literally started puking on the mound. <laughs> and I was like, I could, I got really dizzy headed and I got like lightheaded. I was like, I can't do this. And I'm like trying to get this stuff out of so so oh. The closest I've had is remember the, the, the big league packs of. Oh yeah. Gum? I used to do that all the time. So you pull out like shreds and, of bubble gum and you ball, a ball of gum yeah. in your mouth. That's the closest I, I did playing baseball. So that was fun. So why are you wearing the cowboy hat? Because we're doing cowboys and aliens today. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a special show. So we had a request. Yeah. We've had uh, one of our listeners said, why don't you do a show on aliens? Yeah. And you told me this and I thought you were joking. I wasn't joking. And I still, I'm still, <laughs> part of me still thinks you're joking, but we're going to do a show on aliens. In fact, Pete, I'm trying to get into it. So that's why I'm wearing a hat, trying yeah. to get into character a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And as we do the show on aliens, I even watched a documentary on aliens just you, so I would be prepared. Uh, you did? What, what did. documentary? It's called, it's called the, the New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about this uh, space traveler called Luke Skywalker. Oh, that one. Yes. And um, it was, it's an amazing documentary. And they, they take you to all these different planets around the galaxies and yeah. stuff. It's super cool. Oh, my my favorite part is when they go like light speed and they can travel. Really quick. Yeah. You know, you're too funny. So when people think of aliens, I think they think of one of two things, right? They think of like E.T., you know, the big heads and the big eyes what about Yoda? And, and all of that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice Yoda shirt. I'm wearing Yoda. And can't see it because the microphone's in the way. Yeah. But I think they either think that or... Maybe I'm just strange. When I think aliens, I think of Star Wars. Yeah, I'm I thinking, do too. You know, like they're, oh, look, totally. they kind of look like us. They're oh, totally. Just, yeah, that, that's the kind of the picture. Yeah, so they're in another planet. Yeah, they're so and, far away that we just can't. And they're weird and they're like created creatures yeah. and whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I think of it, the, the galactic bar scene in Star Wars, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's hard. Whoa, it's, I lost my it's hard to, it's hard to fathom it actually. I mean, we, we see like these UFOs on TV or we see people talking about them or there's alien abduction. Yeah, they took me up in the spaceship and they probed me and, and all that kind of crazy stuff. And we talked, they talk to people, they interview people and, it, and we all don't, you know, everybody's like, well, do you believe it or not believe it? I don't know. I'm not going to say one way or the other. Um, I do believe that we serve a God that's the God of the universe and he's the creator of all things. So that's what I believe. And, um, and if he wanted to create an alien, then fine. He creates an alien. Um, I do believe that there's demons. I do believe there's evil. And I do believe that they can disguise themselves as something that's evil or grotesque to scare people or make people 
Creek. I don't know. That could be a part of it. I don't know. But this could be an interesting discussion today about aliens. <laughs> the aliens. And when are we going to bring the cowboy part in? I, I don't know. Okay, I might take the hat off. I feel kind of weird now. Oh, it looks now good. Now I feel self-conscious. Everybody, about, will, everybody you know what, it looks good. I should have got an Indiana Jones hat. That would have been cool. Yeah. But you look good in it. I mean, I'm not just saying that. You could literally pull off a cowboy. Man, I wish. They, I should have been a cowboy. Yeah. You could Wait, pull that off with belt buckle boots. Yeah, you should have been a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is by a cowboy, though, right? Uh, Who sings it? A cowboy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I should know that. I don't know. It was a good song 30 years ago. I don't listen to much country, but yeah. my dad listened to a lot of country. And then my wife, that's how she connected with my dad a lot, was through country. Cool. I used, yeah. to, used to listen to a lot of country. I don't do enough. I mean, I remember back in the days, listening to it. I think it was the old school country. So everything was about my exes and oh, your dog, my beers train. and my dogs and trains. Yeah, yeah get yeah. drunk. Yeah. Yeah. But nowadays, I mean, it's a lot better. I mean, it's actually real music nowadays, yeah. isn't it? There was Instead a, of there was little, some time. There's some stuff I like. Yeah. I still, you know who I like? I like um, Brad Paisley. You is know who good? Brad Paisley is? Yeah. Um, he's an amazing guitar player. Yeah, he by is. Way. Yeah. Here with Squirrel. Um, I don't know his music, but I know who he is, and I'm really, sure I've heard his songs. He's and really liked good, it. Yeah. and Car I love Carrie Underwood. I've seen her in concert yeah. a couple times. She's amazing. I've seen Brad Paisley in concert a couple times. Wow! Like I said, a guitar. So you're a little bit more country than you think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and wearing this hat, you look good. A lot. I listen to podcasts, like the Riot podcast. Yes. So I listen to podcasts. Yeah. When, I, when I'm did driving, you know they talk I about aliens on that show? I have never listened to a podcast about aliens. Yeah. This will be the first. First time. Yeah, first time for everything. Yeah. But uh, when I do listen to, to music, it's usually um, like uh, Channel 63 on XM Radio. So it's the the, oh, yeah. the Christian station. What is that? The, the message. message. Yeah. So listen to the message or yeah. the local uh, Z88.3, yeah. you know, on the, on the FM dial. Shout out. Shout out. Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where it's always. K-Love across the nation. Years in the backseat. Yeah. And uh, so I listen to that. Lots of lots of Christian bands I like, but country I like Brad Paisley. I like McGraw. I like uh, Carrie Underwood. Pretty much it. So do is so the Cowboys. They're probably more connected with the aliens than normal people, because that's why the Cowboys and aliens. Well, it just seems like it's always it's always people wearing a hat like this, and they're out in the middle of nowhere. That, that, where the Cowboys saw are. the UFO. <laughs> So what about Roswell? I mean, you got they they captured aliens, right? Well, well, I know we got some notes to go through. We'll talk about UFOs, but I we all we both agree in UFOs, right? I agree 100%. UFOs? Unif what about unidentified flying they objects. Exist. We 100% agree with yeah. that. I think what people's definition of UFOs yeah. may be different than my definition. But 100% agree there are UFOs. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. And I believe that there's actual pictures, now, actual sightings, do and I actual think everything. they're from outside of our planet? No, I don't. We don't know. I just don't. I'm going to say I don't know. <laughs> Bob's like, no. I'm like, no. I think uh, they're they're Chinese spy crafts or something. Russian spy craft. Something. I would agree that it, it's there's a I don't stronger possibility that a that's a lot the case. of documentation from the 1800s about UFOs, but uh, we got a lot of documentation in the the 1900s after air after we learned how to fly. Well, I mean, that, that takes the discussion to how do they create the Mayans ruins and how do they create some, you know, like uh, some of these places, these temples, you know, that's just absolutely crazy. Yeah, I've heard people say, oh, the, the aliens taught the, how to build the pyramids. Yeah. Well, they also had slave labor and uh, Got I've it never there. been there. I, I need to go to Stonehenge and check that out. Yeah. If anybody been to England in general, it's just a beautiful I might place. I this hat. That would be good. You'd fit in. I mean, there's a lot of cowboys there. <laughs>
All right. Well, let's get going. So we're going to call today's show. I, I can't pray with this hat on. I okay, you take, can. Christian, Christian perspective on aliens. And we're not going to be slamming anybody that meets on aliens and so forth. We're just going to do our best to come from a Christian perspective of how we to view aliens, get involved in aliens and all of that. So that's kind of where it is. So let's pray. Let's give it to the Lord. And, and, may, the for, and may the force be with you. And may the force be with us. <laughs> if that doesn't make any sense to you, it's because you're not watching the YouTube video. All right, Lord, we uh, we love you. We thank you that uh, we have the opportunity to even do this show. So, Lord, we just ask that to, you would help us bring truth to our listeners today, that you would bless them, and uh, we just thank them, love them, and appreciate them for, for listening to the show, watching the show, and uh, even sharing ideas, giving us ideas of what kind of show topics we can do. And that's kind of how today came about. So, Lord, we give you this time now. Bless it. Use it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So how did we come to this topic? Well, here's here's how it started. We have one of our listeners that said, Hey, would you like to do a show on aliens? I was like, uh no, I mean, why would we do that? <laughs> no. So anyway, so I said, okay. So I just started researching it more. And I'm telling you, talking about a rabbit hole, this thing was huge and ginormous. There's so many things that we can watch. Talk about documentaries, watch these videos and you know, people getting abducted or or, um, you know, different people seeing ununified UFOs or this or that, all this different stuff. And then and then going down the rabbit trail of the Christian perspective. And, and you know, one of the my heroes, Michael Heiser, he was he was big and he had this podcast, his alien podcast. And, you know, he would always use this topic as a as a bridge to to help people see Jesus and come to Christ and, and all this. But I would listen to his podcast and I would listen to the different articles and different things that people have written. And out of all of that, it was just, it was overwhelming amount of, of information. And so you're now I'm like, okay, well, how do we bring this into a show? How do we simplify this and make it, you know, basic so we can actually have a conversation? Um, so it, it was, it was difficult from that perspective, but I think that I, 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 what I did research is a lot of, there's a lot of Christians talking about this. So this is not like a smaller thing. There was a lot of chats chat rooms, there was a lot of people that are really interested in aliens and understanding alien, you know, and I, and I believe that, you know, when the end comes and maybe when the rapture happens or something like that, you just read my mind. Yeah. They'll use that as, Oh, the aliens have got us. I and so think forth. they're going to so, use it as a cover story for yeah. the rapture. And I can see how Satan could use that to deceive people. It's not God. You know, there's no way the Bible is true. It was aliens that did it. You don't have to believe that. So, I mean, we could say that, but Anyway, so that's why I think it's there's a lot of information happening out there. It is relevant for what's going on. Um, like you said, Star Wars has been around for some time. So uh, I think it's best that we talk about it. So let's the let's, movie Independence Day. There's another way to look at the end. Like oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're oh, yeah. Come to destroy us. Yeah. Take over. Yeah. So, all right. Christian perspective on aliens. Let's right. go for it. Are there such things as aliens or UFOs? First, let's define aliens. I think that is a great place to start as being. So here it is, aliens, beings capable of making moral choices, having intellect, emotion, and a will. Yeah, so we have to make sure that we understand it. So it's, we believe that there's, I guess you would say a heartbeat and an intellect, a mind, uh, reasoning. So this is what we're saying is what an alien is, okay? We have to agree what this uh, alien life form. That's kind of where we're going with that. So they, so they're, they're capable of making moral choices. Right or wrong, I'm going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. Having intellect, emotion, and the will. So this is kind of like when they said they created this in the image of God. That's kind of where we're going with that. Okay. Um, so that's, yeah. All right, let's go on. 
All right. So men have sent spacecraft to nearly every planet in our solar system. Does that include you? Uh, Pluto? No, Pluto's not a planet. No, but based off our research, that's what we found. So, yeah. <laughs> so after observing these planets, we have ruled out all but Mars and possibly one of the moons of Jupiter as being able to support life. Yeah. In, seven, in 1976, the United States sent two landers to Mars. Each had instruments that could dig into the Martian sand and analyze it for any sign of I, life. I was shocked by that because I thought it was later. Yeah. But I, 76 I is early. That. Yeah. So... Well, is that when they sent them or is that when they landed? It's when they sent them. Yeah. So how long did it take them to get there? Probably four years. I didn't get that far. I just got where they said a long ways away. Yes. All right. So they found absolutely nothing. In contrast, if you analyze soil from the most barren desert on earth or the most frozen dirt in Antarctica, you will find it teeming with microorganisms. In 1997, the United States sent Pathfinder to the surface of Mars. This rover took more samples and conducted many more experiments. It also found absolutely no sign of life. That was fascinating to me. So this is facts. I'm not, we're not so making this you, up. Yeah, because we listen to, you watch movies in Hollywood. We kind of run this, oh, there's, you know, it's probably there. It's almost like, of course it's there. We just haven't found it yet. It's almost like that. So I don't know how you get around it, but there's no life on Mars. Okay. There, right. <laughs> not yet anyway. Yeah. Until e- Elon lands there. Right. Astro- astronomers. Astronomers, man, astronomers are constantly finding new planets in distant solar systems. Some propose that the existence of so many planets proves that there must be life somewhere else in the universe. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I not. Would argue that. All right. The fact is that none of these have ever been proven to be anything close to life-supporting planet. The tremendous distance between Earth and these planets makes it impossible to make any judgments regarding their abilities to sustain life. Knowing that Earth alone supports life in our solar system, evolutionists want very badly to find another planet in another solar system to support the notion that life must have evolved and right, been created. Right, right. There are many other planets out there, but we certainly do not know enough about them to verify that they could or could not support life. Right, so that's where we're at today. That's that's the truth that we know. So, so that's we our know, launching point. Yeah, we know that Mars, because everybody's saying that maybe there's Martians, the Martians or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we know by by scientific fact, there's no, there's nothing there. So we know that, right? And we know that you know Jupiter and the other ones, or Venus or whatever, they're too hot. They, there's no way that we can be life can sustain there. We know that. So, is there is there any aliens on any of our solar planets? No. Is there other ones outside that we can't see yet? Uh, yeah. Is there maybe anything set up similar to Earth? I don't know. I'm never going to say no, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. God's a big God. He can do what he wants. So, all right. So what does the Bible say about it? So uh, the Earth and mankind are unique in God's creation. We know that. So Genesis 1 teaches us that God created Earth before he even created the sun, the moon, or the stars. We know that, Okay. So Acts 17, 20 through 24 through 26 states that the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. He made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them in the exact places where they should live. So that's what the Bible says. Okay, so we know. If you want to call us aliens, fine, but we are we are inhabitants of the earth. We are humans that we know that Bible says that we created us. We can, we can, we can 
I, I don't know, test that. We can say that that's true, right? There's no, there's no whatever. So originally mankind was made without sin and everything in the world was very good. Genesis 131 says, but when the first man sinned, Genesis 3, the result was problems of all sorts, including sickness and death. Even though animals have no personal sin before God, they are not moral beings. They still suffer and die. Romans 8.19 says that. Jesus died to remove the punishment that we deserve for our sins. So when he returns, he will undo the curse that existed since Adam. Revelation 21.22 says that. So note, note that Romans 8.19-22 says all creation eagerly waits for this time. It is important also note that Christ came to die for the mankind and that he died only once, Hebrews 7.27. This doesn't mention anything about aliens. So that's the context of the Bible. So the Bible, as what we know, does not mention aliens at all. Now, when it uses the word aliens in Ephesians, it's talking about, you know, that they are outside of God's chosen people or Gentiles or aliens. They're, they're foreigners, pretty much. It would be like us saying illegal aliens coming into America. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Same thing. So, but there's nothing ever mentioned about you know, a, another creation. I mean, I, I don't know, wouldn't God give us that? Wouldn't he, if there was something, wouldn't he say, yeah, and there's other planets out there that I've created and that you guys are brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he created another world where there was no fall. Yeah. Maybe that's in heaven. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's in heaven. Let that, let that rattle around in your brain for a little bit. <laughs> I, so, so, so the argument is, okay, so what's the Christian perspective? Here's the Christian perspective. Nowhere in the Bible does it mention aliens. So it, as a, as a and Christian. They, and it does talk about the universe. It does. Yep. A lot. Yep. So does that mean that we should, as a Christian, put a lot of effort and time into talking about aliens? Yeah, we got to fill in the voids. We gotta, no, the no, answer is no. 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 <laughs> if the Bible is not, if the Bible is not going into details about aliens, I don't think we should be going into detail about aliens. Come on, I was having some fun with you. I know. All right, let's move on. All right. If all of creation now suffers under the curse, any life apart from the earth would also suffer, correct? Yeah. Including aliens, if they are real. Yeah, of course. I mean, if it, because it doesn't change. The Bible's dynamics doesn't change. He's still the author and finisher of, of our faith. He's the, he's the creator. Well, he created everything. He's, you know, that we understand the Bible to say that Yahweh is the, um, is the only one and true, true God. There's no other God. He's the creator of all things. And so that's what a Christian believes, you know? And so if that is the case, then if the earth is suffering and so forth, I guess, I mean, the aliens would as well. I mean, they would be under the curse, right? I mean, like you said, unless there's a world out there where they're perfect and there's no, they're not suffering the curse, but that would be the heavens, right? That would be different. I don't know. But if, if for the sake of argument, moral <laughs> beings do exist on other planets, then they also suffer. And if not now, then someday they will suffer, surely suffer when everything passes away with a great noise and the elements melt with fervent heat. We know that in 2 Peter 3.10. If they have ever never sinned, then God would be unjust in punishing them. But if they have sinned and Christ could die only once, which he did on the earth, then they are left in their sin, which would also be contrary to the character of God, 2 Peter 3, 9. This leaves us with an unsolvable paradox, unless, of course, there are no moral beings outside of the earth. 
There it is. I don't know how else to explain it. Either if they are, there are aliens, then they're under the curse just like that. There's no other way. So they need a savior. They need Jesus. There you go. Aliens, come to Jesus. Jesus has to go to their planet and die too? He's everywhere at once. (laughs) And I don't know. But I'm see, just that's asking what's... hard. I'm asking impossible right. questions. And I'm can't, and I can't, can't there's no way to answer there's it. No it answer. But the pro, the fun part is is the nowhere in the Bible does it talk about it. So we yeah. don't know. We can't answer that. We're just given hypothetical kind of answers or questions to it. We we're doing our best, people. I mean this... so, so should we spend you know, how much time do we spend, you know, diving into this topic, or is it just a distraction? I, I mean, it could be a distraction. I think if you get, I mean. I think it's fun to talk about maybe or fascinating. I think there's a level of entertainment in it. Yeah. You know, well, I, mean, I think it's good to think too, because it, it opens up. Okay. It, I, I, mean, I think it, it share it shows how big God is. Yeah. But I mean, dressing up or just doing this alien thing and all this weird stuff. I think that's part of fantasy. I mean, it's part of, I don't see there's harm in it. I, I think it's kind of like dressing up and just entertainment. I don't know. It's kind of fun looking at it or whatever, but if our life is consumed by it, hmm. And it's not consumed by the word of God mm. and we're not being transformed by the alien life versus being transferred by Christ's life. That's where there's a problem. So that sounds like anything else in life. It is. <laughs> if but it's I mean, consuming your life and drawing your attention to God is bad. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that are going to probably be listening to this that maybe be consumed by the aliens and so forth. And you probably just have to ask. Yourself, well, maybe some of our listeners have like the perfect argument we haven't thought about yet. I would love I would to hear love that. to hear about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I would. All right, let's because go. this is yeah, it's interesting. Okay, yeah. so what about non-moral, non uh, what is sentient life? Yeah, sentient on forms on other planets. You know, like could algae or dogs and cats be present on unknown planets? Well, I've heard this argument, so this is the reason why we put this in there. That's a because, big leap from algae to dogs and cats. Well, I mean, because they're trying to think a non-human form. Yeah. They're you know, it's it's different, and so that's that was the question, but. Presumably so, and it would not do any real harm to any biblical text, but it would certainly prove problematic when trying to answer questions like, since all of creation suffers, what purpose would God have in creating non-moral and non-sentiment creatures to suffer on distant planets? That's really the question. Yeah, why would he do that? So if someone's asking that question, we would respond by saying, "Mm, it just doesn't really add up to the biblical content. No, it's not consistent with his character. No, it's not. And so we, we would just brush that off. We would say, eh, I don't, I can't, I can't. I mean, it could happen, but I, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't add up to what the word. Is. Yeah. All right. All right. This is an interesting one because I've yeah. heard this before. Many uh, times. Could finding water on Mars be the key to finding alien life? And the argument is you'll hear people say, well, anywhere there's water on earth, there's life. Yes. It doesn't matter. Yes. If you find water, you find life. So their jump or their argument is, well, if we can find, h2o on mars and that must mean there's life yeah well there has to be some sort of life one heck of a jump yeah but that's you you hear that a lot yes we do i mean evidence of water is almost always interpreted with enthusiasm by those who believe that a little water the right organic compounds and an awful lot of time are together sufficient (laughs) for life to appear so again this part of the evolution is part of that whole process the the journal journal Astrobiology reminds scientists that the presence of water, even if it's in liquid form, isn't enough for life to survive. I'm sorry, but that's just the truth. It is. That is the There's reality. Nothing organic of it. about water. We're <laughs> not trying to read into this. We're just telling you facts 
based off of what we know. It does seem like they're trying to make a jump there. Yeah, a little bit. All right. I have read somewhere, and this is interesting. I did some research because I'm like, Pete, you're you're crazy. Yeah. I've read somewhere that an alien skull has been found. Is this true? Yeah, and it's called Star Child. <laughs> so this, so the, <laughs> this is something that I don't know what to believe on this. Um, it's called Star Child. It's the name given to a miss uh, happened skull claimed by some to be an alien human hybrid. So, however, the skull abnormalities, while not fitting any particular named syndrome, are all consistent with the sorts of abnormalities seen in human children with genetic problems. I'm going to probably lean that way with this. I did, um, I did some digging on this because yeah. this caught my attention. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's weird. I'm like, yeah. You found the article? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I found... I found more articles where they did more research yeah. and they, they, they got DNA from the skull yeah. and it had an X and a Y chromosome. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little boy. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that makes me, you know, even though they, they try to take it out of context or they try to do that. I mean, the truth and the reality of it is, is there's, there's usually reasons behind what we find. And in, and if it was an alien skull, we would find a whole bunch more and we're not. Well, so. and it couldn't, so I think part of their argument was maybe it was a hybrid, yeah. right? It was an alien, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, you know, mated with a, a woman. Genesis six one through four. Yes, but <laughs> because, and maybe this was God's design, but because yeah. there was an X and a Y, yeah. they, they know it had to have a mother and a father. Yes, it had to. Bottom you know, line, the only way you get an that's X and a Y. Yeah. So, Did Jesus have an X and a Y? Um, that's an excellent question. We're not going there. Next question. <laughs> We'd have to check his DNA. No, we know he had a Y. Yeah, I, we can't check his DNA. He's in heaven. There's no body to be There's found. No body. That's right. Uh, that's an excellent question. Yeah. Okay, let's look at space and not just aliens. Even though aliens would come from space, yeah. According to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so we went deep here in our research. Yes, we did. <laughs> We can't have fun with it. Come on. It says space is big. Yeah. Really, really big. You just won't believe how vastly, hugely, mind-boggling, bigly it is. I mean, you may think it's a long way down the road to the chemist. To the chemist. What? I don't know why the chemist, but that's, I think they meant the drugstore. But that's just peanuts into space. Yeah. Could such little things as us, like you and me, Pete, yes. really mean that much to an infinite? Yeah. Life? So the argument in that, and this was kind of funny. So when I was reading, I was laughing like that. I'm I was still like, laughing. hey, oh, have fun with this. You know, this is fun. But the argument that people are making here is like, no, nah, there's no God. How could God, you know, this whole big space that's continuing to expand over and over and over and over. And every time we start seeing new words, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, how could this God care about everything like that? Right. How could it that? you know, care about us, you know, this infinite God care about us. And that was kind of the question. I was like, the argument, I guess I can see that. I mean, it, he, it is big. I guess I can understand their thought process behind it. So let's just do some, let's try to answer it the best we can. The size of the universe is the sort of fact that atheists love to dangle in front of the Christians as if it obviously undermined the, the rationality of belief in human significance and hence the whole gospel story. For example, Gregory Stock writes, the special significance of humanity seemed clear to Western thinkers in the Middle Ages. Earth was the center of the universe. However, says Stock, the Kaepernickian revolution shattered that notion. 
wrenching humanity from its exhausted station and leaving it stranded on a peripheral planet circling on many stars. Likewise, so you're like, what? No heck is he talking about? We're going to kind of get yeah, English, English, please. <laughs> right. Likewise, Richard Dawkins says, we should not think there's anything special about us. We, Richard Dawkins is a proclaimed atheist. Anybody that knows that. We used to think we were the center not of the anymore. Right. We used to think we were the center of the universe. And now we know we're not. So here's what Peter, verse Peter 5, 6, and 7 says. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you, casting all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So yes, we mean much to God. That one verse alone says everything. Just because we can't comprehend it doesn't mean it's not true. It's, 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 we can try to make this big and complicated and crazy and like, oh my gosh, my brain can't even go there. It's just so big. It's just, we can't, Mike, I can't understand this. You know, it's just big. And then we read first Peter five, six and seven. Mm -hmm. Let me read it again. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time, he, God may exalt you casting all of your anxieties on him because he, what? Cares. Cares for you. That right there answers both of their arguments. It, it pretty much shuts it completely down. It's the Bible says, no, God cares about me. God cares about you. I don't care how big the big space is. I don't care how all this stuff. And you can try to, you could try to confuse us all you want, you know, Mr. Astrologist or atheist or whatever you want to call yourself. But I'm going to tell you right now, no, God cares for you. And he loves you deeply. And so that's where I stand. And so, yes, I don't, I don't, I don't hear that as truth at all. And I, I say, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I would not accept it. God loves me and he cares. Amen. All he right. does. It's true. Yes. And you listener, God yeah. loves you that Amen. much. That's true. Scientific descriptions of the universe are in principle, incapable of ruling out notions of design, significance, or purpose. The water in the kettle may be boiling because of the vibrations of the molecules, but the water is boiling because I want a cup of tea. That's the truth, right? We can't <laughs> get around that. That's it. The universe may have started with a big bang. We can and, accept that. And I believe that. We can accept that. I believe that. the universe started with a big bang. We can accept God that. Said, yes. God said, let there be light, and boom, there was a big we bang. We can accept that. We don't have to argue that. That's right. Right. But the universe began because God wanted a universe. Say that again. Yes. The universe began because God wanted a universe. Yes. If there is a design... There is a designer and more, I think more and more scientists who don't believe are starting to, this, this smacks them right in the face Yes, because they're looking at the universe and I'm like, man, this is just, it's magnificent. Yep. It's designed. Per yep. And then they're like, uh Oh, yep. I'm stuck. Yep. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. There must, if it's designed, there must be a design. Yep. So if God wanted aliens, then God creates aliens in space somewhere. We have to accept the fact. Could and, he do it? Yes. Sure. And so there's, we're not, we're not going to poo poo this and say, no, there's no aliens. <laughs> we can't do that. We're not God. We have no idea. But what we can do is answer some hard questions that these skeptics are saying are things that people are trying to mislead Christians. And so we're doing our best. We're talking about a subject of aliens, something that you and I are not very gifted or skilled at. And, but I, I mean, I, I spent hours upon hours upon hours 
researching this just to kind of comprehend i've personally the, never met an alien well that true yeah, i don't a, know if it was a pyramid i i think we can trace back history that actual people did build that but there's certain uh places like on the top of mountains or different areas different there in those times i was like how in the world did that come out so i don't know maybe there's some sort of supernatural like stonehenge um, yeah something mentions there's no way that that could happen I mean, other than something supernatural. I mean, they show, they try to show that there's rollers and different ways that they yeah. could have, right? So, but we're doing our best. So here, this is the argument. It's saying that there had to be something behind something. And so we believe that it, that something behind something was God and God created it. And so if there's aliens, then we believe that God created the aliens. So there's, we're, let's not hear any other way that the aliens are not God. They're not some mystic thing that's out there that just happened by chance or whatever else. No, we firmly believe what the Bible says that God created the universe. And so that's where we stand. So as C.S. Lewis pointed out, although our scientific model of creation may have changed the insignificance by cosmic standards of the earth became as much a commonplace to the medieval as to the modern thinker. It was part of the moralist stock in trade used as Cicero uses it to mortify human ambition. Mm. Perhaps the wittiest reply to the doubt that God could be interested in little old us came from the quill of the French philosopher and mathematician Blaise Pascal, who wrote that if you want to say that man is too feeble to deserve communication with God, you have to be very elevated to be the judge of that. Ooh. Think about it. <laughs> Puts it in perspective. So here's a deep intellect, Blaze. I've read many of his stuff. Blaze Pasco, very deep intellect. C.S. Lewis, very deep intellect. Both of them have had, I think even um, Isaac Newton even mentioned or said something about this at one point, talking about you have to, you, there's, there's an end point. And that end point, you have two choices. Either believe that there's a God or believe that just happened by chance. That's it. The reality of it happened by chance is far more, you have to have more faith and believe in that. 100%. Then believe in that actually God. That's right. So, you know, I don't know. All right, let's move yeah, on. It's good. Yeah. We read about conversations between a counter clerk and a customer. So this is, this is a little interesting story here. So yeah. the clerk, he says, I reckon it's the most important book since the Bible. And he's talking about a black engineering alien technology from the Roswell crash. The customer says, surely that's more important than the Bible. If it's true, the clerk says, yeah, well, if the Bible's true, being about the creator and all, then that would be more important, wouldn't it? The customer says, well, both books can't be true, at least. And the clerk says, oh, no. And the customer, although God could have made the aliens. So in other words, the existence of aliens wouldn't disprove the Bible. Kind of a long way of getting to that. Oh, but I like that. So this is a real life, this is a real life conversation. And we put it in here so that people can kind of give you know, so when the, the back engineering alien technology from the Roswell cash crash came out, <clears throat> one person is basically saying, hey, that's huge. If that's the case, then, you know, that explains everything in the universe. You know, we can just use that and learn from that and all that. But the reality is the guy then comes back and says, well, what about the Bible? Isn't that just as important? And as they go back through that, the reasoning and their thought process takes them to Although God could have made the aliens, then it's like, ah, oh, the light bulb goes off. <laughs> so really the Bible is the most important fact or the truth that yes. we have and that everything begins and ends with God. And so aliens, sure. Did this happen? Sure. 
but it always begins and ends with God. That's Good. where we're going with that. All right. All right. So there's a lot of things the Bible does not mention. For example, the Bible doesn't mention the existence of the telephone. Nope. What? No, Is it doesn't. Telephones? No. But no one looks at their telephone and concludes on those grounds that the Bible has been proven false. In fact, we look at our Bibles on our phones. So well, that's <laughs> irony there. Why should things be any different with alien life? Many pastors have come out and said that they believe there can be a possibility of aliens, right? And many have come out and said they do not believe. It's so funny. When I was doing research about these Christian people and these some of these, these people of the past, if they believe in it, and I was like, man, it's almost like 50-50. It's like right down the line. I can't believe that there ever be aliens. And then the other ones would be like, oh, I think there might be. So let's just read off some of these. Okay, so Billy Graham said this. He said, I firmly believe there are intelligent beings like us far away in space who worship God. Why would he say that? He firmly believes that. I don't know why he could believe that. But in something in his brain made him believe that. He continues, he says, but we have nothing to fear from these people. Like us, they are God's creation. I'm, oh, and then this next guy says, Mark Clark says, I'm agnostic when it comes to aliens, meaning he, he doesn't believe that they're existence, uh, and he doesn't believe that they're not. He just says, just okay, fine. Yeah, then different. They blare, they're not, whatever. Um, Clark offers reasons to believe in alien and reasons to reject belief in aliens. For instance, scientists use the word fine-tuning to describe the, the outrageously minuscule odds that there would be a planet with all the conditions in place to allow for intelligent life. Because the odds are so small, even given 100 billion galaxies with 100 billion planets, it is still statistically unlikely for there to be intelligent life on a planet. However, if God can do it on one planet, I'm sure he can do it on another. Clark also comments on the two interpretations people will have when encountering the vastness of the universe. Some will say it and say, we are insignificant and life is meaningless. Others will come to a different conclusion. God is big and we must be significant and, and must be significant since we matter to God. That is what David said in Psalms 8 when he writes, "What when I consider your heavens, the work of your finger, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? So again, we're proving that point that God cares for us. All of this conjecture about aliens is really godless chatter in foolish and stupid arguments, a quote from Got Questions. The writers and Got Questions, a popular Christian website, speculate that the prophecy about a powerful delusion, 2 Thessalonians 2.11, could involve apparent alien abduction. They have another interesting theory that bacteria from the Great Flood could have made us made its way up to Mars and could be growing in some remote canyon. Explain that to me. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just read like, this. Like the Earth was so flooded, it splashed, and some of it spilt onto Mars. It was from one of the asteroids. It it splashed it up. It was that big. Uh, but they do land on the conclusion that aliens and the Bible do not mix. The existence of aliens would theoretically dismantle young Earth creations who believe that God created the universe in six literal days. Since it could possibly show that aliens could come about through evolutionary causes, they refer to Genesis 1, saying that since the Earth was created before the sun, moon, and stars, the Earth and mankind must have a unique position. Any experiences with the unknown and, and unexplainable, aka UFOs or being abducted, can be attributed to the spiritual realm. If there is discernible cause to these supposed events, it is likely to be spiritual and most specifically demonic in origin. 
If there are aliens, the Bible specifically does not say they are created in his image. Mark Kahn, pastor of Noble Baptist Church, says, It is not likely, Peter Ward, uh, Donald Daughtry, and Dr. Hughes authors said, scientific evidence now points increasingly to the precision fine-tuning necessary for a planet to sustain life. Consider Earth's design, a perfectly placed moon to control the tides, climate, and tilt, a giant shield, Jupiter, from the asteroids and meteorites that often strike other planets, a rare heavy element sun with a rare elliptical orbit, a delicately balanced balanced atmosphere, including just enough carbon to enable rich biodiversity. We are a miracle. How we are even alive in existence, everything that has to happen is crazy. The the more science that we that we learn the, the better we learn our environment the more impossible it becomes in fact i've heard it said that you know you know people are like well is it is it possible that there could be you know another planet with life on it like it's impossible that we're here yeah if you take i mean literally i mean it's yeah. like one to you know that you, you look at the mathematical formula that all of these certain things and you listed a few of them yeah. right there that we need jupiter yeah. That keeps us from having asteroids yeah. smash us and yeah. destroy us. Yeah. Our moon has to be the exact, the perfect yeah. size, yeah. The perfect distance. Yep. And our uh, tilt, our, our tilt, our how it uh, rotates around the sun, how fast we spin. Yeah. yeah. If we spin a little slower, you know, we have deserts that dry. If we spin faster, plants can't grow. Right. One degree closer to the sun, we burn up. Yeah. One degree away, yeah. we freeze. Um, the amount of nitrogen, yep. Um, yep. the fact that, a, a fluke with with ice yeah. the, that ice floats yeah. if ice doesn't float that the, the earth can't exist i mean yeah. just there's so many and and we find more and more of these all the time they just add it add to the probability oh, so they used to be like oh it's one in two million planets will have a it's not it's like could, could truly i don't even gotta think well the funny part is when scientists say that over a billion years ago when i was in when i was in fifth grade Billions and, and billions. And now, Sagan, yeah, now when I was in high school, it, it was it was two billion years ago. So I grew a one billion years in, in eight days. And then now it's like, oh, it was like 15 trillion years ago. Man, it's really gotten a lot bigger. So they don't know. They just know that there's a miracle that took place. They know they that can. That's true. Yeah. They know that this is like supernatural. So if, if there's alien life out there, it it's supernatural. And there was a creator and a designer behind it. And so we can accept that fact. Um, but all of this, you know, everybody trying to prove it. And we went a little deep here just to have fun with it um, and read a lot of these people's comments and scientists and pastors and all these things. But <laughs> I mean, come on, we're just, we're not poo-pooing it. We're just saying, hey, let's just get the facts from the way the Christians see it. And, and let's, let's really be careful not to get so overboard with these aliens and, and so forth. All right, let's just move on and talk All right, about it. A little different twist here. Yeah. So are aliens demons? That's a great question. Given the definition of an alien uh, refers to any foreign being, there is room for a term being used to describe a demonic being. But in scripture, demonic beings are spiritual. They are not physical. They are part of the spiritual realm, not from another planet. Is that right? Well, um, so I've let me just tell a story. That I, that I know for a fact is true because I was told by this missionary uh, to my face. And he said, there was a man in his town and he was in Africa and I forget where he was at. And uh, this man died, okay? 
And so he was one night, he was traveling. There's, their villages were pretty close together and it was the middle of the night. And he was traveling from one village to the other on their road. And he saw to the side, this same man sitting beneath the tree. And it was the middle of the night. And he went over and the guy was a little bit decayed still. And the guy started talking to him and he realized that the voice that was being talked to him was not, um, was not uh, uh, the guy he knew. Guy in him. It was a, it was a demon. It was definitely a different voice. And he started talking to him and he said, man, it freaked him out. And he started running. Um, but he said it looked like an alien. And, and it was like, cause his body was decayed and it was like an alien body or whatever. So I can see how some people, and this is a true story. Okay. So I'm telling a true story and I, the actual eyewitness I spoke with. So this is not hearsay. Um, so, you know, I could, could that happen? Sure. Could people see that maybe as an alien? Could a demon possess a person and make them alien-like? Could they do alien-like things? Um, sure. I mean, that's, could that be the possibility of witnesses and things that have been said that there's they're abducted by a, a, a demon? The Bible's very clear. This guy actually witnessed this and saw this with his own hands. So we can't deny that fact. We can't say that it's not true. We know from the Bible that there's people demon possessed crazy. I was just thinking about the guy when he he crossed the sea and he went and the guy was in chains and they were trying to control this guy. Legion. Yeah. And he says, what are you? And it was a legion. Yep. And then immediately he was in his right mind, it said, yep. and all of these demons. So that guy was probably like an alien. He's from our world. He's acting all crazy. So, so the spiritual, not another planet. I don't know. So that's what I would, that's how I would describe it. But the spiritual realm does not interact with the world throughout the scripture. For example, Ephesians 6, 12 talks about an enemy that is not flesh and blood, but that includes rulers, authorities, powers, you know, forces of evil and heavenly realms. So 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 5 talks about fighting a spiritual enemy with weapons not of this world. So that's through prayer is really what it's saying. In Matthew chapter 4, the tempter meets Jesus in the wilderness. So whether they are considered aliens or not, demons and spiritual beings that sided with Satan as an enemy of God and lost their place in heaven. So scripture says they were hurled to the earth, Revelations 12, 7 to 9. Where they engage, where they engage humanity in attempt to keep people from salvation. That was the enemy. That was a spiritual attack. That was demons. In most biblical references to demons, people are possessed or filled with demonic spirits. So, could someone have a demonic experience and determine that it was an alien? That's where we're at. So, sure, we we will concede that Fair and enough. say that could be the possible game. It is supernatural. Um, they can say and do things. They have supernatural strength. I've seen this personally, um, um, especially in the back country of India. I've seen lots of uh, demon possession there. I've seen it in parts of, uh, uh, um, I believe, it was, no, it wasn't Peru. It was another country. Um, maybe it was in Morocco or some other place where I saw a lot of illiteracy. I saw a lot of demon possession. I've seen it here in America. I've seen a couple of people have been demon possessed. Uh, my son just called me not too long ago and he witnessed and had talked with a lady that was demon possessed. Mm. So it is still happening and it's still real and they can talk in a different voice and they can, there's a, there's actually a, um, uh, a movie that just came out that I highly recommend people see. And I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to, and it's called uh, nefarious. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. 
I want to see that too. Go see Nefarious because all the pastors are saying it and I haven't seen it yet. So I'm just taking, there's, there's highly qualified pastors that I trust that are telling me to see it. So I'm going to see it, but it's talking about a man that was demon possessed in prison. And, um, and so that would might give you a little bit more. I mean, he would be alien like, like, how do you know these things? How are you saying that? How do you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and it's based off a true story. Forgot about that. I want to see that. Yeah. All right. So maybe we should watch it together and we can hold hands let, because it'd be scary. And stuff. How about we just get popcorn? Okay. Okay. Anyway, let, right. final question. And all this right. kind of sums it all up, I think. So aliens and Christianity, what would the existence of aliens mean for Christianity? And that's, man, that's a phenomenal question. And I think that's in a nutshell, that's what we're trying to get to. Yep. Right. So that's the bottom line. So if someone proved the existence of alien life in the universe, it would not negate any of the truth of scripture. There is no conflict in the Bible with the potential for life outside of earth. Scripture claims that God created the heavens and the earth. We are settled with that. Okay. We believe that all people are created in the image of God. That is, we're settled with that. We believe that Jesus is the only way to salvation. We are settled with that. We believe that. The Bible is God-breathed and useful for the following of Jesus. We're settled with that. We believe that. So I'm saying this to make a point. We need to understand that these are infallible truths that we will never deny. Okay? We cannot. We were created with the ability to wonder. In many ways, this is a beautiful gift. It causes us to explore and ponder the depths of God and his creation. When we look at the night sky filled with stars, God's majesty and all are all on display. Amen. Exploring the universe opens us up to a whole new picture of the how great our God is. If someday we find life, even intelligent life somewhere other than earth, that doesn't diminish anything in scripture. Ultimately, if we follow Jesus, we are not of this world anyway. We are called to live as sons and daughters of heaven. We are called to bring the way of heaven to life on earth. When we talk of an otherworldly way of living, that is not of, not of human nature. We naturally spark curiosity beyond earth and humanity. There is something alien about making a personal decision, deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Jesus. So if you want to be different, then I would highly recommend that we become transformed by the removal of our mind every single day, that we would humble ourselves and we would acknowledge that I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. I no longer live for my own, my own self. I now live for the glory of God. I'm no longer, um, the, the spirit of God lives within me and the spirit of God now has ownership and control over my life. And, and I accept that the Bible says that, um, that, uh, uh, what the Spirit's job is, is to bring all things Christ to my life and my understanding and to help me live a holy and pleasing life to Him. And so that is pretty alien-like, right? That's completely different than anything this world has to offer. And if you want to really get involved in being an alien, then separate yourself from the world. Be different. Go against the grain. Live a life that's holy and pleasing to God. Let Him rule and control your mind and your thoughts. Bring your, your attention, your effort, and all of your time and energy to the throne room of God. Worship him. Spend time with him. Love him. Love others as he loves them. And, and keep your focus there. But at times, if you want to wonder, and if at times you want to 
think that maybe there's an alien or, or all that, fine. But just don't allow it to control your life. Don't let it consume you. Don't, don't let it take your eyes away from God. Don't let it bring you into some reality that's not true. Don't let it allow your mind to think um, that of things of other ways or, or to confuse you or anything like that. Be settled. As I said at the very beginning of this last statement, be settled and know that scripture is true. Be settled knowing that Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith. Be settled and know that the word of God that we have is God breathed. Accept that, believe it, and live it. And so if you haven't given your life to the Lord, today is a great day to do so. I mean, all you need to do is just say, God, forgive me my sins. Forgive me of, of living a life that's separate from you. Forgive me for believing in lies or trying to live out a purpose that's not holy and pleasing. And, and just repent of your sins and say, God, I choose today to serve you. Today, I choose to believe and accept you into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. Today, I choose to believe that you died on the cross and rose again on the third day so that I may have life, an eternal life, and spend it with you for the rest of my life. And, uh, and the Bible then says, if you, if you do that, if you've given your life to the Lord, um, go for one, tell somebody, tell us, tell, tell your friends, tell your mom, your dad, that God has come into your life and he set you free from, from lies or deceptions of the world. And, and uh, he wants to bring joy and peace in your life. So go tell people this. But at the same time, and, um, the Bible says, if you did give your life to the Lord, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. And, it, and don't deny God. Says, the Bible says, if you deny me before men, I too will deny you before my Father in heaven. But if you, if you confess me before men, I too will confess you before my Father in heaven. And so go confess Christ as your Lord. And, and sure, talk about aliens with your friends. Have fun with it. But always bring them back to Jesus. Always lead them back to the cross. Because he is the only, he's the only source or the only reason why we can even exist anyway. And he gives us life. And so, Bob, how can they get a hold of us? Yeah, that's awesome. What a great! And maybe this is just a way for people to open up that that conversation to point people to to God. So, yeah, you could let us know by jumping onto our website, theriotpodcast.com. We would love to hear from you there. There's tons of resources and uh, information to reach out to us. You can also go to all of our social media sites: Facebook, Twitter, and um, and go to YouTube. If you haven't had an opportunity to watch us, uh, watch the video. I would encourage that you do that. And uh, man, we would just love to love to hear from you. Make sure you click that subscribe and like button, share the the podcast, or if you're watching us, share the uh, YouTube video with a friend. And uh, it's just a great way to get the word out. And I'll leave you with one final thing from the great alien philosopher Yoda. He says, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. And hate leads to suffering. Hey, Have an amazing hey, all right, be blessed, everyone. God bless you guys. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.